0: Warning. Please note that this podcast contains strong language and touches on many topics that may not be considered appropriate for a work environment. If you choose to listen to this podcast where you can be overheard, we are not responsible for the consequences of your decision. You've been warned.
1: My name is Bill. And I'm Noelle. And we've had a bit of a hiatus. And it's a mixture of financial reasons and mental break from things as we go through to regroup. uh, Which is probably a good thing overall. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Gives us some time to get our proverbial shit together.
1: Yeah. uh, I'm back in therapy. I'm... Back on trying to find the right meds, so that's going to fuck me up. Uh, so yeah, and our Patreon will occasionally get some bitching about me talking about my newest writing course. Haha
0: <laughs> yeah, which is apparently super exciting.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to probably break my memoir about the writing courses for this. But for the month of March, we're going to focus our episodes on women in history. But before we go through and explain what's going on with that, here's the information that you need to know to help us out. We have all of our contact information on our website, xchromosomepodcast.com. That has links to our Twitter, our Facebook, our YouTube, our Instagram, our everything to contact us. This also includes merchandise. It includes PayPal donations full time donations. And it includes our Patreon, where we will be doing bonus footages for our multi-titled news show where we talk about the various crap that's gone through. And uh, we're going to just want to bring up one more thing to you uh, For example, one of the things that we mentioned was financial issues. I want to then thank Vanessa Love, who has an executive producer credit for helping us out. She Upgraded my mic setup and gave us a bonus uh, donation that was pretty sizable to help get things pushed along.
0: Yeah, and we're super appreciative of her and everything she's done to improve the quality of this podcast. And also, as always, our Patreon subscribers. We appreciate everything you do for us every month. And we are glad that you believe in us enough to throw us a little cash.
1: Yes, because we need that for next go round. So hopefully we don't have to wait until my tax return comes in to get things paid up and the bills paid. And to also throw around some things to help our staff who is still with us through this time, Brian and Huey. So one more thing, uh, Noel. Like,
0: like, subscribe, rate, review. Um, in order to get all of the cool information out in front of more people, we do need you to like and subscribe on your platform of choice. And rate and review on your platform of choice. Also on our Facebook page and our Instagram. If you want to boost those, that would be awesome. Please leave a rating. Um, if you've got cool shit to say about us, you can say it, but you don't have to. Um, just those five stars, uh, make the math work and make us a little bit more visible so we can continue to build this community.
1: And feel free to give us, uh, drop us an email if you like. Uh, we're at, uh, write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. That's write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. Um, before we get into women in STEM, going back to the whole, uh, like subscribe rate review um we have we have a few trolls uh yes <laughs> uh, um some of the trolls are basically now nameless in the ether during this time period but one of them went through to actually give us a negative review on the Facebook page basically it was because, precious basically cuz Noel called him out on his shit somewhere else <laughs> and we we're going to be swift with our retribution. Well, let me refresh that. Noel's going to, after Noel tortures you a bit, Noel's going to be swift with the retribution because sometimes I don't even have a chance to retribute before Noel is done. Yeah, it's
0: super stressful. I think it's funny that I will comment on somebody's bullshit somewhere else and they find me and then they find the podcast, but they leave. The page with my tits out, completely alone. They have to come in and attack the podcast
1: because we're
0: feminists. Because the f word,
1: dirty, dirty <sighs> f word. Come at us, trolls. We we'll have fun with you until we get bored with you and leave your carcass rotting. So on to brighter things. We, like I mentioned at the beginning, we're going to be doing focusing on various sets for. Women in History this month as it's Women's History Month. We're focusing on women in STEM this week. And there's a lot of women in STEM in history that's just freaking awesome.
0: Yeah, and that's exciting. Um, The best part about women in STEM is the fact that we're actually placing them in history where they belong.
1: Which is important. We're finally giving them credit for the words due. Stories that you may or may not have heard. That or that we're learning every day about, oh, well, you know about this woman that did this, because no, everybody just talks about the dude or just scientists, and I just do that in the air quotes because they don't want to give an individual credit out. So it's been interesting with that, and there's a few things that people that we might are going to go through and highlight today that, um because we're going to try to focus on things not just... Regular women, but we're. I'm going to want to f- try to f- have us focus of women of color too, that when we can, because we basically, due to financial reasons, completely miss Black History Month. So yeah, we suck. We, we we do suck, but if you had watched our Facebook and everything like that, we try to keep up with that there at the very least. So yeah, we, start-
0: we banged lots of pots and pans. There were some awesome awesome shit for black history month that we managed to find and share. And again, I want to shout out to uppity Negress podcast and she, the woke ratchet. Um, I follow them both on Facebook, uh, listen to the podcast, help those, help those women out. Cause I shamelessly ganked tons of shit from them. Cause they're amazing.
1: And for black history month, I'm going to give the shout out to the alpha riff. Um, yes, I pronounced mm-hmm. that correctly. Um, Go to his Patreon, uh, www.patreon.com forward slash Riff. That's R-I-F-F. Um, he supplies our music, so give him monies. Uh, he makes awesome music. Give him money. Yeah. <laughs> um, he actually had a, a con had gone through that was going to be like an expo of black artists in February, and the con had to cancel, and he lost money because of that. So help him out. Yeah, some, go stream his stuff too, because that also helps out. Um, he's got everything on every streaming service, and I'm not saying that to be negative. It's like it's nice to have access to it. Um, basically, if you want rock, rap, opera, you have the Alpha Riff. a sci-fi rock, rap Alpha. Uh, so let's get started on this history of women. One person I want to bring up, um, is a woman named Patricia Black. Patricia Bath, in particular. Um, she is the first African American to complete a residency in ophthalmology and the first African American female doctor to receive a medical patent. Um, she's still with us today. So, well, but she did make history because she's the one that invented the laser that goes through and wipes out cataracts. There are people that can see, that couldn't see because of her. Yeah, so There's a lot
0: of black women, in fact. I We shared a bunch of them, but um, I can't remember them all. But, like, in charge of shit we use every day. Without black women, we would be completely fucked as a society. Pretty
1: sure. And from when I was working in health insurance, we talked about the various groups that got hit a lot by various uh, medical issues. And um, cataracts is actually one of the major issues that hit the black community pretty hard. So um, this was an invention that she created in 1986. Um, oh, and I, I do apologize. She's not with us because looks like the Wikipedia article didn't get updated. She passed away last year, uh, May 2019. Um, But yeah, when I read that part, I was like, wait, that's like a major medical thing that many people have on a regular basis. So I thought that was neat. Yeah.
0: It's pretty it's pretty neat. Um because usually when you look for black women in medicine medicine, what you get is things like racism in healthcare is putting black women's lives at risk. And it is. It is.
1: Yeah, one of the things when I was going through and looking things up, because there was an um an article on Refinery29 uh, of the 12 women's twelve women whose names you should know, which some of these came from that list. But one of the things that it talked about in the beginning of that article is about um, black doctors getting denied to help people that are in medical need. Um, for example, you, looking at this article, which was dated um, February 22, uh, 2017. Um it was a few months ago that Tamika Cross, MD, a black woman, was allegedly denied the chance to help a fellow passenger on Delta flight just two days after that, still in the year 2016. We heard a very similar story from Ashley Denmark, another black doctor, who wasn't allowed to help a sick passenger. Uh, so it's not only that the what Noelle said, is that even the black women that are doctors, they still have challenges just because of r- racism and the stigma of racism. Yeah, it's very frustrating.
0: Um, I see it because I follow these black blogs and this black podcast blog. Um, I see things like black people, wear, black physicians of all identities wearing shirts that say, no, I'm actually the doctor, which is appalling
1: the fact that you have to go through and wear something like yeah that is appalling the fact that you have to go through and wear something like that because
0: it's crap yeah, yeah. the just the concept that some people you know doctors are only straight white and male and that everybody else is in a support role is mind
1: blowing another major woman that was um the Uh, That's Dr. Alexa Canady, C-A-N-A-D-Y, first black woman to become a neurosurgeon. She actually started out as a mathematics major at the University of Michigan. In fact, she almost dropped out after what she called a crisis of confidence. Um, So luckily, she ended up graduating with a degree in zoology and got her medical degree. um, and had gone on to become a the chief of neurosurgery at uh, Children's Hospital of Michigan. So it's, I'm just pulling some things up as we're going along because of it. thinking about it personally from when I go to the doctor's office and things of that nature, um, which is rare, as we know from my plague of 2019. <laughs> um, almost everybody that I've seen. In the, in the medical field on personal level, if they are African-American, they're always nurses or nurse practitioners. And I don't see even like an option to see like fem- black female doctors in the various medical groups that I go through to see with my insurance. So it's something that is missing in the U.S. And I'm in a metropolitan area that's, Known for having a good medical programs all over the place, so it's sad mm-hmm. uh back to speaking of nurses um although she wasn't the first black nurse in the u s Mary Eliza Mahoney was the first to be professional certified to do her work, so she was the first certified nurse in the United states um worked for the New England Hospital for Women and Children's for fifteen years of before being accepted into their nursing program. Um, Was one of the first black women to join the brand new America's Nurses Association. And when the ANA proved hesitant to admit other black members, Mahoney supported and gave a welcoming address at the first convention of the National Association of Colored Graduate Nurses. And that sucks right there, that because one group is hesitant, they have to actually go through to create a colored versus group so racism sucks
0: we're missing out on so much because of racism like this entire episode is you know mainly we're going to be hitting some other groups but because this is our closest to black history month we're starting with black women there is so much we owe black women (laughs) in all aspects of life and the amount of effort it's taken For these women to bring their their light to the world is it's unnecessary. Think about how much further we would be if we didn't systematically oppress
1: people. So let's move from medicine to math, and everybody knows how much I love math, which I don't. But black women are responsible for the success of our space program. Uh, Catherine Johnson. If it wasn't for her math, we, the United States wouldn't have been able to launch men into space. It was her work that allowed us to send Alan Shepard into space and to send John Glenn into orbit. And the Apollo 11 to the moon. Uh, this is, because of her, we wouldn't have been able to get the math right to do this. Yeah, if you haven't
0: seen the uh, hidden
1: figures, the Hidden
0: Figures, just fucking go do that thing and i'm gonna make a a reference while we're discussing things that you need to fucking know about that they don't teach and that involve women everybody pause the podcast go get your hands on a copy however you need to of the immortal life of henrietta Lacks*. read that and come back okay done great now this woman not a scientist not educated this is a poor black woman who is, uh, because of her genetics, directly responsible for so much medical breakthrough that the only reason she did not get the credit she deserved until very recently is because when she had cancer, and I don't recall if it was ovarian or uterine or which or what, but it was um, reproductive cancer. Um, and they gave her radiation and they took a biopsy. They didn't tell her that they were keeping her cells. They didn't tell her what was going on. They didn't tell her they were going to use that to study because the tumor was weird. Um, we still have her direct genetic material because the cells don't die. HALA cells are the foundations of a lot of medical studies, which I, I read this book. It was amazing. Um would According to Wikipedia, um, she had cervical cancer, and she was treated for that at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland. They were cultured by George Otto Gray, who created the cell line known as H-E-L-A, which is still used for medical research. No consent was obtained to culture her cells, nor were she or her family compensated for their extraction or use. Welcome to the 50s and being black. Um, there may be some sort of long form about the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, which is the reason we have informed consent now. Um, the Lax family was not made aware of the line's existence until 1975, and it still brings up um, patients' rights and right to privacy. Um, the book is heartbreaking, and you need to read it because her kids... Being from desperately rural, um, tobacco, de- desperately rural Virginia. Um, she's from, she was born in Roanoke, she lived in Clover, they were tobacco farmers. Um, she gave birth to her first child at 14 in 1935, she was born in 1920. Um, I these are these are people that could have very much benefited from, you know. One, knowing what was happening, and two, some sort of compensation. (laughs) Um, Again, from Wikipedia, the ability to rapidly reproduce Hela cells in a laboratory setting has led to many important breakthroughs in biomedical research. By 1954, Jonas Salk was using Hela cells in his research to develop the polio vaccine. They, They have been mailed to scientists around the globe for research into cancers, AIDS, the, def- the effects of radiation and toxic substances, gene mapping, and countless other scientific pursuits. They were the first human cells successfully cloned in 1955, and have been used to test human sensitivity to tape, glue, cosmetics, and many other products. Since 1950s, scientists have grown as many as 50 million metric tons of her cells, and there are almost 11,000 patents involving HeLa cells. And how much has her family seen? Um, n- neither henrietta lax nor her family gave her physicians permission to harvest her cells at that time permission was neither required nor customarily salt sought there were the cells were used in medical research for and for commercial purposes in the 1980s family medical records were published without family consent we know that today as a hipaa violation a similar issue was brought up in the supreme court case of cal of california in the case of Moore version versus regents of the university of california in 1990 court ruled that a person's discarded tissue and cells are not their property and can be commercialized um she didn't discard them that's the problem (sighs) but yeah um in 2013 an agreement was announced between the family and the national institute of health that gave the family some control over access to the cells dna sequence found in the two studies. There were two studies that year, along with a promise of acknowledgement in scientific papers. And in, in addition, two family members will join the six member six member committee which which will regulate access to the sequence data. It took them until 2013 to realize that, you know, there's staggering. Of, yeah. Um, but we owe her so much. Like shit that keeps us alive is because of her unethically harvested cervical cancer cells, so she's saved so many lives, and very few people know. Um, one of our one of our listeners, um, the spouse, is throwing us a bunch of links about her as I'm talking because he can hear me. Um, but I could rant about her, and she could be her own episode. Um, we have we have more important we have yet more black women that we need to cover. Um, I don't know where we want to go next. Uh, we talked about ophthalmology. We talked about hidden figures. Um, fact I didn't know uh, Lisa Globiter uh, was the founders of the graphics interchange format. format.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, she invented GIF. She Not invented GIF. Not, Not that, that guy that's say that says that's supposed to be GIF who's wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> although a time ty- although a science team at CompuServe led by Steel Steve Wilhite was credited, Globeter laid the early groundwork for the program by developing the animation used to produce the article in v1019.com has uh, quote JIF slash quote slash slash quote GIF. Previously, Lisa was the interim head of digital for BT for BET networks and ran technology product and business operations. Today, you can catch her at the white house in the United States digital surface. She is currently serving as the chief digital Service off chief digital services officer with the U S department of education byline on this article is, um, February 17th. So she may be there right now. Um,
1: has anybody asked her if it was gif or jif?
0: I have no, um,
1: Someone should find her on Twitter and ask.
0: Everybody should ask her. Um, She was hands-on, adamantly involved with the advent of Shockwave, a technology that formed the beginning of web web animation. So I personally am grateful for her existence because Radiskull got me through college. (laughs) And there would have been no Radiskull had there been no Shockwave.
1: Oh, I remember Shockwave. (laughs)
0: Also, Trager. Every she is the mother of memes in a way that nobody else can claim to. Because without her work, we wouldn't have had those early flash animations that are that were the foundations
1: of meme culture. Lisa Globiter, the mother of memes.
0: Also, Foamy the Squirrel. I'm 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 getting there. Yeah, if she had um, she also played. A significant role in the emergence of online video. Later, serving on the senior management team at Hulu. Do you like streaming? Te- Do you like streaming your favorite shows? Did you cut the cord? This woman, this black woman, is why the cable networks are fucked. Um,
1: you no, know, I want to ju- just I, I want to jump from black woman to white woman just for one moment. Okay, um, because it's related to Lisa in a way. Okay. Um. If it wasn't for a woman, we wouldn't have Wi-Fi.
0: Oh yeah, we have to talk about her too,
1: because it's
0: yeah. Women are responsible for this podcast in in a very fundamental way. Um, and Bill is referring to one of my personal heroes, Hetty Lamar. Um, she did a ton of amazing things. Um,
1: one of which was res- a modern Renaissance woman.
0: Yeah, she did everything from. um Filming the first female orgasm on film. I forget the name of the movie, but that's easy to look up. I think it's Sensoria or something. Um, So she was already smashing barriers to stack paper uh, before she invented the frequency hopping signal device that we use for Wi-Fi now. Oh, hey. Which
1: which also helped with creating Bluetooth and GPS. And if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have... A lot of the creature comforts that we have today.
0: Yes. Her um, early film career was in Czechoslovakia, and it included the controversial ecstasy. Um, Movie contracts, movie contracts. Um, At the beginning of World War II, this is from Wikipedia. Please throw Wikipedia a couple bucks, because without them, no podcasters would live. Um, Lamar and composer George Antel developed a radio guidance system for allied torpedoes intended to use frequency hopping spread spectrum technology to defeat the threat of jamming by the axis powers although the u.s navy did not adopt the technology until the 1960s they probably were distracted by boobs let's not lie Mm -hmm. various spread spectrum techniques are incorporated into bluetooth technology and are similar to methods used in legacy versions of wi-fi recognition of the value of this work resulted in the pair being inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame in 2014 um, she got interested in all of this shit because of her horrible horrible wealthy Austrian ammunition ammunition manufacturer husband
1: um, she also went through and um, because it was pointed out um, that she uh, spoke to she was one that talked to Howard Huge about she, howard hughes about changing the way that airplanes fly to a more streamlined shape but yeah i mean if it wasn't for her we wouldn't have a lot of things that we have in our so i want i thought that would be an interesting that was an interesting segue especially with the mother of memes so to speak
0: yes um I'd say women are responsible for a lot of stuff um I read a really cool book about the woman who basically browbeat America and browbeat the world into vaccines. I'll have to figure it out, and she's for a completely different podcast. But yeah, yeah, all those anti-vax moms are uh, who religiously campaign now are the opposite end of the spectrum from the first vaccination-related mom who relentlessly campaigned for everyone to get them they worked and this was back before we'd figured out electricity um yeah it's gonna be a fun month guys everybody buckle up
1: let's go back to space so to speak i want to bring up lgbt okay um this is something i didn't know until today this is a today i learned moment sally ride Yes, third woman into space, still the youngest woman ever to go into space <sighs> at the age of thirty-two, and turned out that after she passed away that she was lesbian. She was with her long she was with her longtime partner of twenty-seven years, Tam O'Shaughnessy, who is a professor of emer- emerita of, Pr- of professor emeritus emerita. Alright, of school of pharmacy of school of psychology at San Diego State University. So basically, astronaut scientist with another type of scientist in regards to psychology. So yeah, it's um. But yeah, I didn't know that she was lesbian.
0: Well, she had to, or she would not have gone into
1: Yeah, because it, and it, that's sad. Because if people were open minded, then imagine more people more women that said that knew that wow this is me this is normal i could do i could be an astronaut instead of just hiding and it sucks but yeah i thought that was that was cool i didn't know that until i was looking things up today
0: i also did not know that sally ride was in fact a lesbian what you didn't know that
1: either no
0: i i can't know everything all at once
1: Wow, that's kind of that's kind of refreshing because it's something that we both learned new that was today.
0: <laughs> we can't forget the rest of the hidden figures because we talk, we talked about Katherine Johnson. Dorothy Vaughn was her coworker. Um, Mary Jackson worked under Vaughn's supervision in 1951. Um, the former teacher transitioned to working for engineer Kazimierz Sarnacki on wind tunnel experiments. She took it at His urge at the engineers, I'm not going to butcher that name twice, Um, she took engineering classes and after being promoted to aeronautical engineer in 1958, she became NASA's first black female engineer. Again, that is Mary Jackson. After helping develop the space program throughout her successful career, during which she authored or co-authored about 12 research reports. Their Virginia native took into motion to fill the role of Langley F- Langley's Federal Women's Program Manager. In that position, she devoted her time to helping other women find STEM jobs at NASA.
1: Annie Easley, going back to the, that time period, um, when she was working with the National AV Advisory for the Committee of Aeronautics, NACA, the same thing that the other women from Hidden Figures were in, um, she was another one of the hu- the human computers, but when they became NASA and the computers were actually replacing humans, what she decided to do was uh, pursue, pursue a math degree and learn how to code, which led to her writing software for the booster rockets that helped Lost launch spacecrafts. Uh, these were used on the Viking, the Voyager, and uh, Cassini crafts, and variants of the Sinatara rocket are still used today.
0: Oh, and while we're talking about space, the spouse um, points out that we can't talk about black women in space without talking about the only black woman in space that most people are aware of, Nichelle Nichols. Um,
1: I was wondering if we were going to go through and do like, um, I was saving her for like, uh, black women in uh, media. Well, like, we can go
0: more in-depth to everything we owe Nichelle <laughs> Nichols to. Uh, I and Nichelle Nichols. And Eartha Kitt, again, <laughs> another hero of mine because Eartha Kitt gave zero fucks. She, um, I shared something during Black History Month about her and about how she was at a meeting and all the white people were like, she made Lady Bird Johnson cry! And no, she stood up and she spoke truth to power in the White House at a White House, uh, First lady's luncheon for some fucking thing that I'll look up, and she shocked that room because she told them the truth.
1: Grew up under-
0: we'll go into that when we go into how fucking amazing the kid is and what an activist she was,
1: and um, but when you how- talk about black women in space, uh, Mae Jemison, uh, yes. First black woman into space. Yeah,
0: first official actual black woman in space that is not in fact a story of a science fiction story. The first yeah. the first real life black woman in space. And September
1: nineteen ninety-two. She became the first African American woman in space. She was appointed the science mission specialist, meaning she was responsible for conducting experiments while in space. And she currently um has founded a company that develops and markets real-world applications for technology.
0: I'm going to say it again. Where would we be without black women? We would be fucked. That's where we would be. As society, we would be straight fucked. So...
1: um, It makes me wonder about NASA in this case because she went to space in September of 1992 and she resigned from NASA in 1993. I'm wondering if she was thinking, fuck this shit, I'm out. Because of things that might have gone on in NASA, um,
0: that's an interesting thing to dig into. That we can dig into for more stuff.
1: We're on to you, NASA.
0: We're on to you, patriarchy. <laughs> we're aware of your fucking bullshit.
1: Now, I want to go through and
0: there's so there's so much to try to squeeze into a fucking episode, but we have all month to record. That's what Be- we're it,
1: That's what we're breaking it up into various topics
0: yeah, we have to because there's no way we can cover everybody without breaking it up because even,
1: even that's just scratching the surface of each topic.
0: Yeah. Um, somebody you want to know more about one, uh, you have Google um, and thumbs and we'll provide links to start with. Um, and two, uh, send us a contact us, send us an email, be like, can you tell us more about blah blah person? Um, I will be happy to do some in-depth research and write a pathfinder so that people can find books and web pages and all sorts of ways to learn more about the women we're going to spend the month talking about.
1: We'll post some. Requ- we'll post this information on our Facebook since this might not come out right away. But it's one of those things where, yeah, we have a website. We can use it for important things like this.
0: Yes, that's why we have. That's why we're paying for the website. Um, that's why we're. That's why we have a Patreon, um, so that we can do cool stuff and provide more Mm in-depth information, because nobody is going to sit through three hours of me shrieking delightedly about cool women and doing tiny, tiny excerpts Mm -hmm. on all of them. Well, you might sit through three hours of it, but not all at once.
1: (sighs) I think that might might be a good place to go through and wrap up for today.
0: (laughs) Yes, before we get out of control.
1: Yep, and it gives us a nice, meaty uh, episode for Huey to go through and chop Suey. Yes. Um. So that being said, again, visit us on our website. That has links to all of our social media. Um, I'm mostly on twi- the Twitter side of it. Noelle's mostly on the Facebook side of it. Um, we both look at both sides anyway. So www.xchromosome.com. Also, you can write us, write us at xchromosomepodcast.com is the email address. Write us at xchromosome.com is the email address. This is season two. So basically, shortly before this podcast, we were like, hey, if we're going to have a financial hiatus, we might as well break things up into seasons." So hopefully we'll be able to get more things in depth for the course of the year and get things going.
0: Yeah. Um, And the more we learn about doing this, the less every episode will suck.
1: Um, And and it will suck less with your support. And we
0: appreciate your support through the shitty times so that when it's amazing, you can be like, I was there when they sucked. And we can be like, can you not talk about when we sucked? And you'll tell us anyway.
1: And they'll be like, "Yeah, we liked them before they were mainstream. You can be our podcast hipsters.
0: Um, Again, thank you for everybody who has shown us support uh, we really do appreciate you.
1: That being said, my name is Bill, and I'm Noel, and we all have next come zone.
0: And as tradition, Craig, get out, get out. I
1: have to scroll up to the Craig. <sighs>
0: We All Have an X Chromosome is an XChromosomePodcast.com production. Executive producers are Noel Dial and Bill Malvesi. Executive Director, Bill Malvesi. Associate Technical Director, Huey Alghoul. Associate News Director, Brian Grimes. Music by Alpha Riff. Hosted by Noel Dial and Bill Malvesi.